Hi, my name is Yaswan Nukasani. Welcome to the Mindset of Abundance podcast. If you want to live a life where you choose to wake up each day and take what life has to offer while learning from the best multimillionaires, entrepreneurs, and just cool individuals on mindset, money, and health, this might just be the show for you. Here we go. Dee, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, accepting this opportunity, I guess. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I already um, explained a little bit of who you are um, before, you know, people are seeing this. So, you know, so you have a few things going on. Um, I kind of see you as a producer of many different projects. Um, I was listening to your podcast, uh, Detour, last night. Um, nice. And of course, Young and Reckless and 5-4. Um, so, you know, before we start, like how or what was the story? Who was D before 5-4, uh, Young and Reckless? And like, how was your childhood? And um, I, I had a pretty regular suburban childhood, played sports, um, went to school, had uh, obviously immigrant parents. So all they cared about was education. And so pretty like basic life, uh, you know, lived comfortably. And uh, as I got older, got into high school, I got super curious about the world and life. And I went to college and I realized that this traditional path was not for me. And uh, I started experimenting with the idea of being an entrepreneur because I really wanted to control my destiny. And I felt like uh, school was uh, holding me back. And were you always like, so how, when was that moment that, was there ever a moment when you kind of were, were like rethinking it, like specifically, or was it a yeah. process? Yeah, I mean, I would say when, when I was in high school, I uh, was really intrigued by the stock market. So I started following it when I was like 15 years old, and I would religiously watch CNBC, read the Wall Street Journal, and uh, that was when the first set of internet companies went public. So this is Yahoo going public, AOL going public. And a lot of the founders of those companies at the time were in their 20s. And the world had never seen anything like it. A bunch of kids from college were launching the most successful companies of that time. And so that's when I realized, oh, age has nothing to do with it now. It's just if you have the skill and you have the drive, you can be successful. So, uh, you know, when I got to college, I, the first day of school, I started my first business because I was like, oh, my parents are gone. I can do whatever I want now. So I, I, I initially started my business while, while I was still in college. And then a few years later, I started 5-4. Really? Mm. And, you know, though you make it sound super smooth, I'm sure the um, actual transition, because are you, do you, are you from like a family of entrepreneurs and business no. owners? My, my father's an engineer, um, traditional, like worked hard every single day type of person. And my mother actually had a small business, which was a travel agency. Uh, so she was kind of the entrepreneur in the family. And, uh, but yeah, my parents didn't push me to anything particularly. They just said, you have to be educated and you can, once you go graduate college, you could do whatever you want, but you got to go get through college. Awesome. Yeah, no, I always love asking, uh, you know, cause I, I go through the same thing myself and I'm sure people that are watching and listening, I'm sure they have a really relatable, um, story. So five, four and um, so 5-4, if I understood correctly, was first before Young and Reckless, right? Yeah, 5-4 is now 17 years old. And so, I mean, how old are you? 21. Okay, so almost as old as you. So it started in 2002. Uh, that was my senior year class project in college. So that really was the, the, the starting point of our fashion careers is launching that business. And we, uh, we wrote it as a class project that we worked on all year. Young and Rutgers didn't come till like seven years later. Interesting. So you get started and how did you guys exactly like start? Um, you know, um, how did yeah. you start by four? 
So we, we were in New York for a school trip and my business now, my now business partner, who was a friend, he was uh, adamant about going to this store in New York city to go shopping. Cause he was super into fashion and we walked into the store and I had no money and I didn't care about clothes. So I was just sitting in the corner and after like 45 minutes, I saw how many pieces of clothing he had. And I was like, this guy doesn't have that much money. How is he affording all this? So I finally flipped over the price tag of a jacket and I saw $39. I was like, wow, this place is cheap. What is this? It was the first ever H&M in New York. And it was the first H&M in America, actually. And so at that point, I realized, wow, fashion is going to be accessible to everyone now. Uh, before fashion was always something that seemed like an elitist thing that you had to have money to look good. So we come back from the field trip and we start our first day of college and we have to decide on what we want to do. So Andres and I decided to work on a fashion brand because we thought it would be fun to do a fashion brand. And the whole idea was to like democratize fashion for the masses. So we do that and uh, we're off to the races and we start researching the industry. Finally, after three months, we're like, we can start this business right now. The, the, the barrier to entry in fashion is very, very low. So we literally at that time looked through the yellow pages, found a screen printer with the big ad that said, we make t-shirts. We called that guy. He ended up hustling us for a bunch of money, but that's how we ended up learning how to make our first batch of clothes. So you said hustling you for a bunch of money. Yeah. Uh, so is that a polite way of saying you kind of got screwed? Yeah. We paid way too much because he knew we didn't know anything. We were, you know, I think we were, I was maybe 20 years old at that time. So uh, I didn't know how much anything cost to make. So we just, he told us a price. We agreed. We paid him the money. The yeah. next time we go around, we start asking around in downtown LA. Everyone's like, oh, you guys got ripped off. Okay. Well, you, like, you have to learn. You have to get, that has to happen for you to learn. Like under bases and they probably went crazy with the number of colors on the. He just set up charges and he sold his irregular blanks, just all kinds of, <laughs> all kinds of things. He was a shady guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you get started, you're off to the races. You know, um, if you look back now, I'm sure you can see like, were there any, like, I would almost think like big breaks for five, four that really put you guys. Um, Cause I mean, every brand, they kind of start by just selling to their friends and their family. And then they grow a little bit bigger than that. Uh, but you know, back then e-commerce wasn't really huge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was, I don't think I mean, there might've been Shopify. I don't even know. Uh, was, there wasn't even Facebook when we started. The company wasn't even hadn't started yet. So uh, the, yeah. internet, the internet was irrelevant. Social media, e-commerce was irrelevant. Um, nobody was shopping online. You had to build your business through wholesale, which was convincing boutique specialty retailers to carry your brand. So, so there was no real break. You just, it was a grind. It just took, it took years and years and years of persistence of trying to convince retailers to carry our product. And reading into your story, um, like I know, I noticed that like I was listening to a podcast and that also said like you would, you spent like a few years on the road. Yeah. Um, meeting Literally up. My mom's, my mom's minivan traveling the country, going store to store, mall to mall. And that was the, that was the way you built a brand back then. You had to get in front of the customer and show them why buy your product over somebody else's. Cause it was, it's, it's always been a relationship industry. So if you had the relationship with the buyers, you were able to get them to carry your product. If you didn't have the relationships, you didn't, you, you weren't able to be in those stores. Hmm. And did you like, so did you get any big accounts like right out of the gate? So like year one, year two, I would say year four. Year three was probably the first big account that we got. So and you, then it took, it took some time. So I'm sure those two years from like when you were on the road and you didn't get your um, first big account, I'm sure it was not that pretty. So, you know, I think um, 
like entrepreneur entrepreneurship, especially now, like from when you started to now, I think there's so much that's different. Um, I mean, if you kind of go back and because um, there's so many people that call themselves entrepreneurs or, um, you know, people selling courses and all that, um, you know, how did you, did you have any dark times or, I mean, that might sound like really dramatic, but. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's depressing. Uh, not making any money, not being able to pay bills, not having any ounce of success for years. It's, 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 it's depressing. It's not fun. Um, luckily the industry we were in, is really fun. So that made up for the lack of uh, progress or lack of success we had but yeah it's 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 a tough business and you just have to be patient and you really have to uh uh understand that these types of being an entrepreneur requires an ultimate amount of patience if you don't have the patience for it and you think you're gonna you know make a million dollars in in a year then you're not an entrepreneur because that's not real no one's ever done that you know everyone every great story that you've heard is and like we always joke an overnight success takes 10 years yeah man i mean that i could kind of sense that from the answer and like just the way that you answered the the question of like how did you know it was like it took 17 years or it took 15 years to build um what you built and you know so how did you deal with those like times i mean like so you did tell me that it was like a fun industry um but was that enough like the fact that it was a fun industry that got you through it yeah because my view on life is i i obviously wanted to have success i wanted to make money all those you know basic rudimentary things but at the end of the day if i was happy and i was having fun that was kind of enough for me and i'm not uh I mean, it's nice to have success and it's nice to have money, but that's not, it was, that's never been like an obsession of mine. Um, it was more of like, we were putting all this work and effort in and not seeing any progress or any success. That's, that's what made it really depressing. But honestly, that was enough for me. It was, it was, uh, we were having a really good time doing this business. I mean, fashion is like, it's a fantasy land. Like if you're successful in fashion, it's better than being successful in any other industry because it is just, and you get to do it forever, right? Like it's not like music. You get old if you're a musician and it's not that fun anymore when you're 50 and you have to do world tours. I can do what I do for the rest of my life and, and have a great time doing it. So we knew we were blessed to be in, a, in an industry like that. So we knew our time would come. We just had to be patient. We just didn't realize it would take 10 years. <laughs> and so where is five, four today? Um, I mean, don't be humble. I mean, in terms of what, like where, like, where is the business? How many? Yeah. Um, I mean, our group, our group of brands today does about $75 million. Um, we're majority direct to consumer. Uh, we have a, our main business is Menlo Club. It's a subscription. It's probably one of the larger men's subscription services in fashion. Yeah. We have footwear brand. We have Young and Reckless. We're launching a bunch of new brands in different segments. So uh, over about 150 employees. So yeah, we've come a long way. Um, you know, we have we have people and we have a team in Ensenada. We have a team in the Philippines. We have people in China. So yeah, we're building what we think is a global fashion kind of powerhouse, but we're very patient. You know, we know that the next big jump in our business is going to take another five, 10 years. So I'm not expecting us to continue on this like rapid pace of growth forever. It's going to, there's going to be ebbs and flows. And right now we're in, we grew really fast the last couple of years. And now it's like, okay, let's, let's prepare for the next set of growth. Wow, that's literally so crazy because uh, when you're 21 and you're new to the game, everyone's like, yeah, let's just go crush it. And do yeah. But I mean, I see you as kind of going at it from like a very tactical and uh, I mean, with a sense of urgency, but also with the sense of like uh, practicalness. I don't know if that make any sense, makes any sense, but um, were you like, were you always like that in the sense of like taking it slow and just waiting it out? and uh, being more tactical about it? 
I was impatient internally, but externally very uh, patient. Like I didn't want people to think I was frustrated or I was uh, uh, an impatient person. But in my 20s, I was very impatient. I couldn't, I used to, I always used to come home and be like, how come this hasn't happened to us? And I just couldn't believe that we weren't having success when we were, when we were starting. So that was very frustrating because I knew how hard we were working, but I just couldn't figure out why it wasn't working to the level that we wanted to work. And it really came down to, we didn't have the right product. We didn't have the right story. We don't have, we didn't have the infrastructure. We didn't have all the pieces of the puzzle at the same time. And so when we did eventually get all those things and we started seeing success, it made me realize what in, in the past, we just weren't ready. We just didn't have the product. We didn't have the brand story. We didn't have, we didn't have any of that stuff. And today, it's when I launch a new brand, a new product, I can be extremely patient because I know I can look at what we're doing and be like, we're not quite there yet. It's going to take some time. And so now I'm even more, way more patient than I was when I was first starting because I know you know, how many pieces of the puzzle you need to have correct for it, for something to work in any business, not just in fashion. Mm, and do you think that's because that's because it says there's like a statistic out there that says like um, it takes 10, 20 years to, you know, uh, make your first million dollars or uh, build a successful business and all of that. Um, do you think that is the one thing? Because I've always been curious because I'm 21 and I'm like, how come it takes 10 years? Is it because of the lack of knowledge um, or the know-how or, you know, so do you think? Yeah, because yeah, when you're 21, you think you're, you're invincible and you know everything. And unfortunately, you don't know anything. And, and, but you have the energy and the enthusiasm and the excitement for a project which is why young entrepreneurs are the best is because that blind ambition is what you need to succeed. But as you get through the process, you start realizing, Oh, I don't have this in order. I don't have, it's very hard for a young person to be mature enough to look at their business objectively and really pick apart all the weaknesses. Like we can look at ourselves today and be like, we're not good at this. We're not good at this. We're not good at this. We're great at this. We're good at that. When I was 23, I thought everything I did was good. And the reality of it was, I wasn't. I wasn't good at any of those things. I was just okay to bad in most of those things. So that's really what it is. Until you can objectively look at and pick apart what you do and be like, huh, I'm actually really good at this. I'm not good at this. Let me go get help for these things that I'm not good at. But when you're young, you think you're good at everything. And that's really, that's really why it takes so long. It's not because you're not smart enough. It's not, you know, it's just to be able to look at things from a, from a, from a lens that's you can objectively be critical of yourself and your skill sets. Wow. I'm going to re-listen to that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cool, man. You know, um, that's really awesome. And, um, no, because I feel like, you know, I have a few friends that have their, that have their own thing going and, you know, so I've like, since I was just to share like a minute, um, of my story, it's, so when I was 13, I would start, um, like I knew how to like build computers. I watched like YouTube videos. So I'll, that was my first thing. I was building, uh, computers, fixing them up and then reselling them, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm 21 right now. And, you know, so I've been doing that, like not that, but I've been doing other entrepreneurial activities for seven, eight years. And I think I could not agree more with that because, um, you know, when you like, when, especially after doing it for like a year or two and you start seeing signs of success, you think you got it. And, and then you just get slapped in the face over and over and over again. So I guess that's like the world, like humbling you. Exactly. And that's, you only get that through experience and that, that, that humble, those humble moments is what makes you like, gives you the, the toughness to go get back out there and eventually be successful. And, you know, so 
you're doing a lot of things right now and that's awesome yeah. you know that's the kind of what really stood out um about you when i kind of checked out your stuff um you know i guess later when people uh kind of get older and i don't believe in biological age i just think it's kind of like a mindset yeah absolutely um, you know I feel like you're going faster than you were when you were younger. And I feel like most people, most entrepreneurs or older entrepreneurs, you know, when they're hitting like, you know, 30 or 35 or 40 or 45, I feel like they kind of slow down and I'm, it's just not entrepreneurs. It's like, even if I just, yeah, yeah. You know, and I saw your video about like the energy of young people uh, you know, that's so weird, man, because like when someone gets to your age and, you know, like you said, 17 years with five, four and other things like, like what's your, like, wh where does that come from? I mean, one is I generally love what I do. Like I love, I'm, I love going to work. I love doing what I do for a living and I know the impact I'm having on people. So that is definitely part of it. The other part of thing, a part of that mindset is what, which I, I always find interesting that people don't get is this is not a dress rehearsal. This is it. You only get one shot. So what's your, what are you wasting time? Why do you, and why are you giving up on things or why aren't you going 150% always? Um, there's a discipline and there's an excitement level that you need to have in life to, to live your life to the fullest. Like, I don't want to be 80 years old and having regrets and being like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. Like, I don't have any regrets. I, I did way more than I ever thought I would ever do. And I still now want more. And I still want to go do bigger and better things. And I don't think, like you said, like age to me means nothing. There's, it, there's people that I run with that are 10 years older than me that I can't keep up with. There's people that are 20 years older than me that are starting businesses that I would love to be a part of. Like age is nothing. It's just, it's really about uh, taking a full advantage of life because I mean, I just don't, I don't see the point at home sitting at home and watching TV. You, you won't catch me doing that because it's a waste of time. Like I'd rather get sleep so that I can go do more, do more things with uh, my family, go do more things with my business like take, take full advantage of the time you have on earth. And you could be, you could be watching TV right now, but you chose to on a Saturday, uh, yeah. take time. And I mean, like, and literally if I, I, I was watching your story earlier cause I yeah. follow you yeah. and weren't you like running or something? I literally just got back from my run, copped in the shower and now I'm doing this. <laughs> well, that's like such an exciting way to live, man. Cause um, you know, that's a part of kind of what scares me. It's like, um, you know, when, when you're young, they're like, oh, just do what kids do. And like, just, you know, why are you so, why do you spend so much time working? Why can't you just go do what other kids do? You know, but then it's like, why not? Mm -hmm. You know, like, why not just um, build your business or be productive because i think there's kind of like a connotation for young people to do like to not do like adult things which is like um get your get, i mean even getting in shape man you know it's like um i think young people are kind of expect they're expected um i know i'm like stumbling here but they're people's perception of what they can do and can become are is so low um yeah i think uh, i think that's uh you know, and I'm not uh, an advocate of just go work, work, work either. I think it's when I say go 150%, I'm saying go 150% in everything. Go have the most fun. Go get in the best shape. Go build the biggest business you want. Like, go do it all. Like, you, you can do it all. You There's plenty of time in the day to accomplish everything. Have a great attitude. Have a great time. Be with your family. Be with your friends. And and like accomplish everything. I I have plenty of people in my peer group who are, who do that. So I just think that um, when you're young, you should absolutely take full advantage because you have no responsibilities. Like you don't have to take care of a child, a wife. You know the bills that uh, an adult has. It's even more of a reason why to go even harder when you're younger because you have the freedom. You could if you wanted to go travel, you could just hop on a plane and go. It's like, you don't, you don't need to tell anybody, you just leave. 
And so when I was younger, that, that I took full advantage of that. I just did everything because I knew there was going to be a day where I, I'll lose that freedom. Hmm. And so when I like look back at your story, um, you know, I've, I don't know if this is true, but, you know, I feel like every person in their life kind of has this thing, which is what I call like a sheep to a lion moment. Okay. Um, which is basically like, does that make sense? Like sheep to lion moment, which is kind of like sheep is like, you listen to everyone and yeah. you're easily influenced. And then lion, which is, you know, I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And you're saying what's mine? Yeah. What was yours? So I think uh, previous to this past year, I would have said when we launched our subscription business, and we really ended up controlling our destiny and our business exploded. But um, it really happened like maybe a year, year and a half ago when I, uh, we were struggling to uh, uh, acquire customers cost efficiently because of just the competitive nature of Facebook and Instagram. And I was really trying to figure out all the different channels we could spend our money to grow our business. And Facebook and Instagram, we had tapped out. Podcasts, we had top, tapped out. Television, we had tapped out. And so there's really nothing else at that point to spend at scale. And that's when I realized that I need to figure out a way to connect with people better and connect with their customer better. And I've, I felt that I was best fit to do that. Not a celebrity, not an influencer, not anyone else in my company, me. And I think that took a very long time to have the confidence to be like, I'm going to be the face of this fashion business. And if I had said that to someone 10 years ago, they would have been like, ah, you know, I don't look like the face of a fashion brand, but I am now and, and, and of a big brand and I'm changing the perception of what people look to when they think about, style when they think about confidence or think about success or community or family so it took me all those years to have the confidence to do what i'm doing today which is like effectively being i'm being i'm ralph lauren not you know like i'm putting myself front facing and saying let me show you the path of the best way of life and and then but and by the way i sell these clothes and these brands and stuff like that but that's really, that was really the moment when I realized we, I had a meetup. We had an event with a celebrity, a really, with an A-list celebrity. He had a really big turnout of people that showed up. A month later, I did a meetup and I had more people. And I was like, oh, this is the future. The future is people want to connect with people they can relate to mm -hmm. and are attainable. Like what I've done in life anyone else can do. You just have to work hard, be patient, and play the game the right way. Whereas if I said uh, LeBron James, I'd say nobody's going to do what he does. You don't have the God-given physical ability that he was given. But what I, what I did was just work hard and, you know, I had an open mind. That's very different than – so that's, that's, an, that's why people connect with me because you could – anyone could be me. And so as I grow and as I scale my business or experience life, like I'm going to go run a marathon. There's no excuse. Anyone else can't run a marathon. I have zero time in the day and I'm finding time to go run a marathon. And so those are, th I'm going to lead by example, not by just saying like, go out there and do it. I'm like, I'm going to go do it too. And you can watch me. Yeah, because, you know, so the first time I heard about 5-4 was a few years ago, and it was through an Instagram ad. So I think you guys did yeah. something with like a football player. Um, sure we did. We used to do all the football players. Yeah, so I, I used to see that all the time, but I never saw you yeah. until like really, really recently. Um, yeah, probably only in the last 12 months. Yeah, Um and, you know, that's why it went off so quickly. I was like, oh, it's this dude because um, I've seen your ads. And, of course, like when I go to Paxson, I see Young and Reckless. But yeah. it's, you know, I think that's also why I have a feeling that you're really going to, like, take off, like, next year. 
Um, and you already kind of are with your like Instagram following and cause it's very rare, man. Like many people that, um, it's just because I guess it's because they don't know how to plan their time as efficiently or, yeah. um, put the pr- like priority in the right places. Um, but you know, the fact that you can come out and meet people and do all of that, I think people care more about that than they do if it's like, like a company sponsored event where like a celebrity comes out. Um, yeah, you know, in the past, uh, that was the way to market your brand today. It's why I do the meetups. It's why I do the run clubs. It's why I do those things. Cause people, you know, people connect with that stuff better. Yeah. And it seems like it's really frequent too. Uh, yeah. Always, whenever I have time, I do it. Yeah. So D, so like, you know, kind of going into the personal development thing. Um, it's one of my favorite questions is like, what is your philosophy on personal development? Um, even if you have any advice for, um, let's say there's someone right now um, who's listening to this on podcast, they're in their car, in their dorm room, you know, cause most of our listeners are, uh, college and high school students. Yeah. What would you tell them about personal development? What's your philosophy on that? In terms of your personal brand or? Uh, no, just like personal development as a human being. I think the biggest is if you're young is be patient. Like uh, your time will come, but you can't get frustrated along the way. Um, it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to feel, you know, like, you know, bummed out. But I don't think uh, carrying that attitude over a long period of time is going to help you in any way. Um, You have to be extremely patient, whether it be for your success in business, success in your personal life, success in your social life, any of those things. It's about being patient because when you're young, you're developing your personality, you're developing the way you're going to act and treat people for the rest of your life. So you have to wait and see how those things play out before you jump into a situation and be frustrated by it. The other thing is, is when it comes to, uh, say, your business or say some interest or hobbies, I am an example of someone that does a lot of different things. But I would say that when you're younger is to be a little more focused over periods of time so that you properly develop a skill set, you properly develop an interest. Is like, especially when it comes to your business, don't try to do five things at once. When you're starting out, stay really focused. So if you want to be in fashion, then just be in fashion. Don't be in fashion and start a business that, you know, flips, you know, iPhone charges on Amazon. You know, like you got to do one <laughs> or the other. Like you can't do both because it's not possible. And so I think focus and patience are the two biggest characteristics that to me have over a period of time, I've seen uh, uh, been been a trait of very successful peers of mine. Hmm. And so patience, right? So do, when you say patience, is it patient toward the outcome? You know, because I mean, because sometimes you could just be like, oh, I'm just going to sit back. And I think a great term to define like aggressive patience. Yeah. Aggressively yeah. patient. That, that that's a that's a great great term because i'm not saying don't work hard and don't be aggressive towards your goal mm-hmm. be very patient on the results because it just won't happen so you know celebrate the small wins cuz it'll make you feel good and and it'll help you push further but it all it look success is relative mm-hmm. you have to decide what success is at some point in your life like when I was in my 20s, I cared about money. I cared about having nice things. And, and those, those are all I would, would obsess over. Today, success is very different to me. Today's success is about being happy, being able to spend time with my family. To me, that was a successful year if I'm able to accomplish those things. It's not about work only. It's about having the balance in life. So, you know, that's why patience is important because you have to – work hard to get to that point where you can have that you can have it all and it is possible to have it all you just have to have the patience to to get to that point so that would that be the advice you would give yourself if you were 20 again 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, uh, I would say the, if, if it's from a business standpoint, I would say learn how to be objective okay. because you're just, I was so arrogant as a 21 year old. Like I thought what we were doing was so special. And looking back at it today, we weren't doing anything special. Like every day, some young person shows me their brand. 99% of them suck. It's just the reality that they're, they don't know how to design. They don't know how to develop product. And, but they are so excited about the, the prospects of starting a fashion brand. I can't be that harsh on them because I, you know, I mean, I don't want to deter their, their passion, but the reality is, is someone needs to be that harsh on them to know that your product isn't quite there yet. Your story isn't quite there yet. Your distribution is not interesting. You're too cheap. You're too expensive. Like it's so hard for people to look at their business objectively. So that's the biggest advice I would tell my 21 year old self. Cause I was already patient. I already worked hard. I didn't need those, those characteristics. It was just the ability to look at things objectively. Mm. And reading part of your story, I think one thing that you absolutely crushed when you were young is um, knowing how to network. Yeah. So how do, how do you network or how, how should I network? Um, look, I think the first part of it is, is you have to be likable and you have to be objectively looked at. Am I a likable person? Yeah, I'm friendly, but you could be friendly and be annoying because you talk too much. You know, it's as simple as that. Like you need to know your place in a social setting. So that's the first step is like have the characteristics of people that you see that are successful socially and likability is number one like the most some of the most successful people in my circle of of friends are very likable are the most successful people on earth likable no but i'm not trying to be the most successful person on earth i don't want to live their life i don't want any of their responsibilities i don't i'm happy where i am in life so likability is number one number two you got to put the effort in like relationships and networking is about unselfishness, putting your time out there, helping other people, connecting with other people, going to things you don't want to go to. Those are, those are the ways, like if your friend is starring in a play, okay, you know the play is going to suck. We all know the play is going to suck. It's going to be boring, but you go and you go support them. And you, they now know that you support their passion. So when it's time for support for you, they're going to come out and want to support you. I went to so many concerts and plays and events and parties for my peers that when it was time to support me or when it was time to help me, there was no questions asked because they knew I put forth the effort in supporting whatever they would do. And by the way, that person, uh, that band that I went and saw, maybe they, some of them went on to win Grammys. The play that I went to, some of them went on to win Emmys. So it's like I was there from the beginning for all these people. So, so you know, as you guys get older, your, your peer group is going to become successful. And you're going to have people that you want to have in your network. And you're like, oh, I knew that guy in college, but I was a dick to him. And, well, that's why you're not part of the circle anymore. And, and so I believe in putting the effort. Most people don't want to go to anything. Most people don't put forth the effort. Most people are just lazy. And then they complain, I don't have the network. I don't know anybody. How do you know everybody? I'm like, well, cause I'm not Netflix and chilling. Like that's not happening. Like I go out and go meet people. Like college is such an amazing opportunity to meet people. Go and meet everybody. You should know everyone on your campus and don't feel like some people are going to turn away. Big deal. Who cares? Like, you know, you shoot your shot. That's why you go out there and do it. I guess it's like a game of numbers also. Um, it's a game of numbers, but you also want to build real relationships, right? It's not yeah. just about, I'm going to go meet 40,000 people this year. I can't wait to go shake all their hands. It's about connecting with people. It's about, you know, building a relationship, a friendship. That is so much more powerful in, in, in your personal brand building is if you actually have genuine relationships with people. You just never, ever, ever know when you're gonna reconnect with that person. There's people that 
were jerks to me in college and, you know, will apply for a job at my company. I was like, you're joking, right? Like, that's not happening. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you never know. And, and there's people that like come up to me all the time who I know who they are now. They'd be like, you're the only one that was nice to me when I moved to LA. So when I, when I need their help for anything, it's no questions asked because I was the person that was nice to them. And they had nothing to offer. They don't, most of the people I talk to all day have nothing to offer me, but I don't mind that. Like it's about putting out that energy and effort, you know, like the same thing. It's like today, Saturday, I'm spending time with you doing yeah. this podcast. Like I don't need anything from you, you know, I don't, but I'm happy to connect and, and hopefully something I say or do will impact you in a positive way. And when you get older and you develop whatever you do, you'll, we'll have that relationship. Awesome, man. Uh, that was literally the perfect transition um, into how do you define abundance? Abundance? Abundance. Life, your health and your wealth and um, just doing what you want to do. Because, you know, I think there's two mindsets before I go off on a tangent, which is like abundance and scarcity, you know, and I think it's just much more beautiful when you act in abundance. So instead of saying like, I mean, it's good to say no, when to say no, when to say yes, but you know, instead of saying no to everything or just staying in at home and not going out and doing anything, um, having that abundance mindset. Yeah. I think, I think that's that abundance is a great, uh, uh, ex, uh, characteristic I have because I'm all about doing everything. I just don't, you know, I, like I said before, you only get to live once, so why not do it all? There's no, there's just, you shouldn't have any regrets in your life. Um, like I, there's some regrets I have when I was in college. I wish I had done X, should have done that. And after that moment, after college, I said no more of that. Like I'm going to go full, full throttle all the time. And so abundance is a beautiful thing, but it's also a, uh, important to do it in moderation like you know you do do everything but be mindful that the impact of doing everything has on your time your body your health your social life all those types of things your personal life your business life so it's it's really about finding balance in in doing everything and that there's a time and place for everything I've always wanted to run a marathon but for some reason the last three months is the time that it happened. Like the stars aligned for me to, to, to train for it. So if you can, this is why I think patience is so important in, in the abundance conversation. Like I have all these things I've always, I want to do in life and I'm okay that some of those things are going to happen in 10 years. Like I just like, Oh, I'm going to do that. Well, I'm going to do it in 10 years. I like, there's no rush to do it this exact second, but it's going to happen. And so now that, that took a long time for me to get to that point in life where like, oh, I don't have this yet. And I'll be like, oh, it's going to happen. I just have to be patient. And so the abundance to me is like, yes, go for it all, enjoy it all. But it all comes in, in different phases of your life. And, you know, before... Um, we find out how we can connect with you, like the listeners and everything. Um, do you have any final words? Like, I know you're, you're, almost, you're almost done with your glass of water. I'm making you talk. So <laughs> but final words, man. Um, you know, anyone who, you know, they want to do something. You know, most people, they want something. They want abundance. They want to create something of themselves. You know, any final words of wisdom and thoughts? Yeah. So, so I think for, for young people, the most important thing is to have confidence in your ability. Uh, you know, if you grow up in, in, depending on the environment you grow up in, most people I meet don't have the confidence or the belief in themselves that they can accomplish those certain goals. Whereas like, I'll, uh, I grew up in LA in the suburbs. I went to college at USC. I went to college with a lot of people who thought they could do anything they want. Like they grew up thinking I'm going to be the president. I'm going to be this. And I didn't have that confidence. And I think every, 
in today's world with the internet and social media, the world is flat. Anyone can do anything they want. And I think just keep in mind that you have to believe in yourself, have the confidence, work hard, be patient, and you can literally do anything. That was never the case 25 years ago or even 10 years ago. So I think take advantage of the fact that like there's no limitations to life anymore. It, the only limitation is yourself. How can people connect with you? At D Murthy, D-E-E-M-U-R-T-H-Y on all the platforms. And is there anything else that, uh, is there any other ways we can support you uh, in your mission and what you're doing? So I always, because people ask me that question all the time, like, what, how can I support what you're doing? I was like, just engage in the content, like enjoy it, share it. Um, if you, if you can, if you like clothing and you like what I do, support and buy it. We make clothes for a lot of different types of people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think in, engaging in the content is, is a great start. Like I always joke, like comment and subscribe, but like, that's, that's literally that's a great starting point yeah. to, to support what I'm doing. Cause the only way more people are going to get to hear this is I have to get more popular. Simple as that. Hmm. And what are your podcasts? Um, so I know there's detour. Um, yeah. Is that the one podcast that you're, w which one is your more like, so group chat is a podcast. I started with my business partner, young and reckless drama and my brother on an, uh, we started that about a year ago, and that really has exploded in 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 the sense that, well, obviously from a listenership, it, it's really grown. But the real interesting part about it is, it is exactly the best uh, combination of finance, business, fashion, tech, music, pop culture, politics from a perspective of people that live at the intersection of all of that stuff. So I think news today is delivered in a stale, boring manner that is, does not interest most people. And they're coming from a perspective of like, no knock on journalists, but they're not, they don't have life experience on a lot of these topics. And so my, my perspective on things like politics, taxes, finance, business, fashion, music are personal. Like I actually have experienced those things and uh, I'm in the midst of popular culture. Like who I run around with in life is, is, are some of the most interesting people on the planet. I also think mainstream news doesn't cover what young people are actually interested in. Like no one talked about you know, Marshmallow and Fortnite. No one talked about Takashi 6ix9ine going to jail. No one talked about Virgil Abloh becoming creative director of Louis Vuitton. These types of things are huge cultural moments that mainstream media will just skip by. So group chat is, the, to me, it's, it, group chat's like a big uh, opportunity to really inform and entertain the next generation. All right, D. Thank you so much for um, coming on and, you know, spending the time and stuff. Um, really appreciate it. Um, I know this conversation um, is really going to be impactful for a few and life-changing um, for like, you know, a few people. So That's great, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, well, I can't wait to see what you're going to do next, man. You know, just keep going, I guess. Yeah, and I don't know. Who knows? I, I, I literally wake up uh every day and uh, i i write to, i i talk to my staff about ridiculous things i want to do and, and you know some of them come true all right then <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll be following you until then cool man i appreciate it thanks d take care brother guys that's a wrap for this episode thank you so much for tuning in if you liked what you heard share it with a friend tweet it post it tag it whatever but remember that abundance is not something that you acquire. It is something that you tune into. With that said, I will see you next week.